0: It's New Year's Eve, and you know what that means, whiskey! ladies and gentlemen happy new year from those of us here at the Hami media group channel attitude.com and happy new year from those of us here at rampage uncaged chris i'm gonna start with you tonight if you have two heels two guys that nobody in the audience likes how do you get a this is awesome chant because i was completely confused by the cody and ethan page match
1: yeah, basically the way that you do that is um, you make sure that your audience is the AEW audience who will <laughs> chant, this is awesome, at fucking <laughs> hear anything.
0: I, I I was just so confused. I'm like, let's go Cody. Cody sucks. Of course, nobody likes American Top Team. Nobody likes Dan Lambert. Nobody likes Scorpio Sky. Nobody likes Ethan Page. And somehow they get a this is awesome chant. Jimmy, what did you make of your main event tonight? Did you think it was awesome?
2: (laughs) It was not awesome. I don't know why they were chanting this is awesome. Because it definitely wasn't awesome. And as far as all the heels go, that's exactly what I was thinking, man. How the hell is it getting a this is awesome chant with just a whole bunch of heels, man, in this matchup?
0: Yeah, I, I was so incredibly confused by what was happening inside of Daly's Plaza tonight. But I tell you what, they love that women's match. Love that women's match. They love cheering violence for the sake of violence. They didn't necessarily care who won. They just really wanted to cheer the violence. And then, of course, we had Darby Allen as well as, you know, the acclaimed. Um, and quite possibly the worst spot of 2021. And that's saying an awful lot guys it's new year's eve of course where jimmy is it's already 2022 so happy new year jimmy how are things in the future because i gotta tell you (laughs) here in the united states here in north america really the loss of betty white uh 2021 going out with a big fuck you to all of us please tell me things are better in 2022
2: well i can report that it's exactly the same as 2021 jago but in saying that, Happy New Year to everybody out there. And, yes, I am in 2022. And also, RIP to Betty White because she was a huge part of
0: my childhood growing up, no doubt about it. Yes, thank you for being a friend. Christopher Ams, I, I, I know you all were big Betty White fans up there in the Great White North.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, Betty White was a. She was more than a national treasure. She was an international treasure. Everybody loved Betty White um for me myself i mean i never really watched a lot of golden girls growing up um but i did watch a lot of the stuff that she did with uh fellow canadian ryan reynolds and uh, (laughs) that always popped me that stuff made me laugh every single time um and yeah to see today that she had passed on i know um i got it i got the notification on my phone it was an apple alert and i showed my girlfriend and she was like i know i just saw i'm sad now so yeah, rest in peace to Betty White. She's, like I said, an international treasure, and um, she'll be missed.
0: Even people in Australia, shout out to our boy Piers Austin in the in the chat room putting over Betty White. We got Jen Enright in the uh, chat room today. Uh, yeah, the Betty White thing hit, hit the family hard here today. We are all very, very big fans. I, going all the way back to the Mary Tyler Moore show, Carly and I just, that that's kind of the generation of TV that we grew up on absolute American treasure kind of like sting stingers an American treasure stinger in your opening contest tonight, accompanying Darby Allen to the ring against the acclaimed and Jimmy T I'm going to give you a chance to guess what was the worst spot in professional wrestling in 2021. Here's a hint. It happened in this match. Well, for me, The worst spot? Oh, man. What was the
2: worst spot in in 2021? Now, it's either the the post spot was pretty bad. The post spot was brutal looking, but not the spot I'm talking about. All right. Fill me in because uh, I was on and off with this match, to be honest with you, man.
0: All right. Christopher Ams, don't let me down, my Canuck friend. Please tell me you caught the single worst spot in 2021.
1: I absolutely did yeah um you know katsuyori shibata uh announcing he was coming back to wrestling um by far the worst spot um for the whole year you know it happened close close to the end there um but uh just an off uh,
0: oh. see see even the internet was like i don't like chris <laughs> as the answer so now he's going to be frozen like that forever <laughs> welcome to 2022 ladies and gentlemen. uh no the single worst spot that i think i've ever seen if you have two guys and they are having a test of strength and the guy who is 50 pounds heavier has your freaking shoulders pinned to the mat you know what you're not gonna do kip up out of it he kipped up out of he's got 50 pounds on darby allen He has both of his arms pinned to the mat and Darby Allen kips up the single worst spot in 2021. I I mean, I have seen a lot of unbelievable shit in 2021, but that one takes the cake. I mean, Al Snow once told me that the punch was the the fakest thing in all of professional wrestling. And then I saw this spot. That's how bad (laughs) I thought this spot was. Jimmy T, did you, did you seriously miss that spot? I actually did. I actually
2: did miss that spot because I was in the middle of eating lunch. So I was zoned out here and there during this match. But, it, yeah, that sounds pretty bad, man. I mean, when did it happen? Did it happen pretty early in
0: the match, obviously? Yeah, it was fairly early in the match. It was just one of those things. I was just baffled. Absolutely, completely baffled by that spot. Chris, did you see it?
1: I did see it, yeah. Um, and... I honestly Jargo at this point I've watched so much AEW that it barely phased me I was like wow. okay that looks stupid but okay that looked stupid is basically like every 30 seconds when I'm watching AEW and again I mean we talked about this last week I still feel like AEW is a significantly better company in the west um, <laughs> I still feel that AEW has the soul of professional wrestling Um, even if they don't do it well all the time, it still feels like pro wrestling, whereas WWE doesn't anymore, but moments like that, they just make you kind of go, okay, I guess whatever it's to me. It's one of those things where like, I'm watching the match and I'm just going, maybe I'm just the old guy yelling at people to get off my lawn. I don't know
0: anymore. Yeah. I I was, I was absolutely taken aback. It just seems so pronounced to me. I was just like, you've got 50 pounds on him. 50 pounds and his shoulders are flat against the mat. You're, you're not kipping up out of that without his help. I mean, like there's no physical way that that could possibly happen. The other thing wow. that I didn't understand how it happened, the acclaimed are the number two tag team contenders inside of what? AEW. So so you have Jurassic express are your number one contenders followed by the acclaimed. I mean, I, I thought this was the best tag team division in, in all of professional wrestling. Chris, I that one, just seemed like it came out of nowhere like i'm not sure i've ever seen the acclaimed win a match how did they become the number two contenders
1: well it must be that they're winning all kinds of matches on darkly elevated elevator of darkness um because elevator
0: of darkness i I like it
1: (laughs) (laughs) because they're not winning anything on you know on the main roster and i mean i don't even remember the last time they competed on the main roster as a tag team there's been a lot of Anthony Bowens by himself coming out here Shoot. and doing mm-hmm. singles matches lately, which fine, he can work real well. I like Anthony Bowens from an in-ring uh, standpoint other than that Kip-Up, which ridiculous. But... Um, no I have no idea and the the problem that I have with it look usually like we, we get used to this in wrestling right where things are said and it's just sort of taken as a contextual thing you're like all right fine um they're the number two contenders fine whatever that doesn't mean anything but AEW told us when we first started watching that those things mattered and that those things were going to be you know logical and that they were going to make sense and we were going to get you know real good you know and long-term storytelling but where where's the long-term storytelling and where's you know where is does this where does this make sense unless like i said maybe they're winning all kinds of matches on the on you know on sunday night heat but who gives a shit
0: uh-oh uh-oh i we we, we have a run-in we do we we, we have a run-in oh this, this this we might be getting fired here guys this is not good this is not good <laughs> I, I, the, the the thunder and the darkness is about to come down upon us. <laughs> it could have been. Why is this not working?
1: Maybe we don't have a
0: run in. Oh, I think we do. The link is censored.
1: It's like the production on this show is as good as AEW has been lately.
0: I know, right? Whoa. I know, right? This is what this is what happens when I when I'm flying by the seat of my pants. This is like
1: two weeks ago. All the baby faces standing in the middle of the ring with their hands in the air for 45 seconds.
0: <laughs> okay, are are, are uh oh, <laughs> Benny White? Oh, uh oh. The ayatollah oh, himself friends. yes y'all i don't know why this <laughs> is
3: trying to destroy me right here let me check uh settings but holy shit what is going on infidels no it's not easy camera we need the logic camera because there's no logic here left in this goddamn forsaken shit sport of wrestling probably need to plug the other thing in that would help
2: <laughs> oh shit boys the bus is in the house yeah i know like
0: all of a sudden jimmy and chris and myself are just like oh yes yes sir
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay it's new year's eve let me dip in and dip out i gotta hook this thing back up
0: (laughs) all good all good (laughs) if the ayatollah says i want to come on the show you find a way you get the ayatollah himself on the show that's how that goes
2: Chris, why are you biting your fingernails, man? It's like you're you're stressing out. Oh them, man, bro. I'm
1: nervous. It's like I'm about <laughs> to meet the boss. It's like, oh shit! Oh, hey, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was a couple of bright spots inside of this match as well um i i, I really like that uh, rolling ddt off of the ropes which is a completely illegal move but i thought it was actually pretty cool at least it looked pretty cool um although i thought anthony bowens looked like a complete and utter moron trying to put his feet on the ropes for the pinfall after that because w- why like that was clearly the finish if there was going to be the finish that that was absolutely 100 percent the finish um and, and then we have Something that was also incredibly confusing with the appearance of Andrade El Idolo at the end of this matchup. Oh. Um, I, uh, did I miss something on you know being the elevated <laughs> darkness, or I I I, I don't understand wh- why why does Andrade have anything to do
3: with anything that's going Dude, on? Here? What the fuck is going on out here? <laughs> Everyone has lost their fucking mind, bro. (laughs) From Twitter thumbs, where is your chief marketing officer to take this guy's phone and tap dance on it? You got Leo Rush cutting his own throat, big swole talking all that shit. Tweet, Tony, tweet, cannot put the phone down. And then he's (laughs) booking his hottest pieces of ass in a fucking color hardcore match with no build out of nowhere when a bra and panties match is what would have gotten over on New Year's Eve. Instead, let's take our four hottest TNAs, and fucking dick color all over him, bro. Fuck the first match, too, with stupid-ass fucking kip-ups and little guys beating big guys. All this dumb shit, bro. The only thing positive in that was the Ghislaine Maxwell diss, and this guy's on the fucking gas, too, in his little skinny pants, making him look more suspect, and then they get their heat back after the match, and nobody gives a fuck. And then let's march out El Cardolo to do no business. <laughs> now he's going to fucking fight Dia de los Muertos half face. Like we're supposed to beat, like believe that shit. This uh, booking fuck. is asinine. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. They've got a legion of top guys they hired from WWE backstage. And not one of them will step up and say, Let, come here, buddy. Let's look at this sheet. No, you don't book a 10-man, then a six-man, and another six-man on dynamite, you dumb motherfucker, and then turn around and criticize somebody's wrestling when your skinny fucking Adderall ass (laughs) has never taken a bump or been trained a day in your fucking life. Go back to PWG with all the bullshit (laughs) California woke joke marks and leave the wrestling to the real motherfucking pros on the east side of town. Because you guys don't have a fucking clue and you're just getting bitten off by sharks every day. You're a bloated whale carcass and you don't even know it. You shouldn't be on all these fucking Shitbox podcast with nobody who knows nothing about the business because you gotta have your own shine because daddy didn't pat you on the fucking head enough. He just threw money at the problem and that didn't make a man out of nobody. Happy twenty
2: twenty-two,
1: everybody.
3: <laughs> Bravo, <I> mean, bro. <laughs> geez. That's why why he's the
0: boss, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Ben Hamid with the run-in. No, 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 not not him. You are the boss.
3: You are the motherfucking boss. Dude, this truth has just got to be told over and over because this game that they sold them, this fucking bullshit thing, you see what it yields. You know what it yields? The destruction of a business that I sacrificed for and a lot did and love to try and even get a small shot. A small shot, dude. And, the, and, we're, and it's these fucking children who get the fucking chance to do it. And a guy who's going to, like, again, do bad business in Leo Rush, be like, apologize for what you said about the blizz, Cliz briz. <laughs> Fuck all that. If you're booking on goddamn affirmative action, you're fucked out of the gate. And yep. if, if you weren't, then come over the top. And then what's a, what's a white performer can't step up and say, um i'm 10 times the draw that blizz Clizz is because they're fucking indie and they don't know what the fuck they're doing but if i said that it's go woke and now i'm fucking canceled that's what that's the game we're playing out here now
0: well and especially yeah. the thing that was so confusing to me is you have jade cargill in like the most protected spot inside of that women's roster and it's like um She's just a bigger star than
3: you, Swall. She presents as huge. a bigger star than you. So, so from his tweet is now the baseline of if your wrestling sucks and I don't see it, you're fired because there goes 70 percent of your roster <laughs> if you're gonna fucking hold feet to the fire that way. Because right? about 60 to 70 percent of the people that you think are over don't have a fucking clue on how to a be a baby face. B, get themselves over, and C, your heels have no idea how to get heat. D, you don't you claim you book long-term storylines, but somebody throwing coffee in somebody else's face is what leads to a match, and that's what we're supposed to fucking believe, dude. You're not fooling anybody. It's amateur hour over here. And when you got four hot pieces of young ass that everybody wants to bang, and you're fucking getting a hardcore color on them, you are a dumb motherfucker. Yeah, Ali was an absolute mess by the end. Of I that thought it match. was fake. I thought it was fake gimmick, and I would have been fine with that if they were doing color. Not fine with it because I don't think the hot chick should have color. But at least they're right. doing that. Right. Nope. Two minutes later, it's gushing out of her fucking yeah. head plasma. So she fucking gaffed for real on the outside. Anybody who's affiliated with that match, as an agent or a booker, needs a square punch right in the fucking face. Uh-huh. And when they get back up, you punch them again. so they understand how stupid they really fucking are, bro. Go look at Ben Hameen's YouTube channel. Take a look at Melody versus Josie, Lady Sojo, and Impact, and see that it might have about mm, 7.6 million fucking views worldwide for a bra and panties match, and see what sells. Sex sells, yeah. Hardcore can sell too, but all you're doing is jerking off. today. Hey, it worked when Britt Baker did it, and we sold a hundred thousand yep. PWT shirts. So let's do that <laughs> with these girls. Nope, nope. They paid for the fake gimmicks. Get them out. Yep,
0: absolutely. I I, I don't disagree asin- at all. Asin- like
3: fucking asinine. That-
0: the most exciting part of that matchup to me was trying to figure out who was gonna win the Kevin Panetta dollar for the night. because um, i'm I'm very, very torn on The that only thing
3: one. I'm fucking shocked is that Aubrey Edward wasn't in there fucking gaffing herself. <laughs> That's the only thing we were missing from that stupid fucking showcase. Table's not breaking. I wonder why the girls weigh one hundred and thirty pounds. like you like all this shit is so stupid, and they think that it's gonna give them cred. It it doesn't, bro. I love Pepper and Cherry. I came up with them in 2CW. I watched her work Super Beast in a man versus woman match, 400-pound guy, one of my fucking human shields, one of the most overmatches on the card because they worked it the right way. This made me fucking sick to my stomach to see them do that with no build, no payoff, no reason why, like just to be like, oh, you'll get that GCW cred. Fuck GCW too. (laughs) How about that? There was a couple
0: times throughout this match where they referred to, like, all these women have such a bitter history, and I'm going, they what? they do? Because wow. I totally missed that.
3: Yeah, dude. Like, maybe if they were all on their gimmick at the same time, we could have a fucking bloody New Year's Eve match or <laughs> something like that. But I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're wearing white shorts to do that shit. Isn't oh, that, that uh, she... uh,
0: Priscilla Kelly's gimmick? Is this she over in uh, oh. NXT 2.0 yeah, Might now? as well,
3: right? Might as well steal her shit, too. But, hey. You know, I I really, the reason why I didn't like this match is because there wasn't an African-American woman in it. You know, it was all white girls. Yeah. That was why. Yeah. Fuck out of here. I got to get more whiskey.
0: <laughs> the, thing, the thing that was just baffling to me about the entire big swall thing was she goes out and she basically buries herself inside of that statement. That's very much what I took from it, where I was just like, wow, you are so completely and utterly delusional. <laughs> You know, and, and then Tony Khan has to go out and issue his statement and it just turned everybody against Tony where it was like, Yeah, you know, bin Hameen told me like four years ago, I was like, I'm getting ready to interview this guy. Do you have any advice to me? You know, as somebody getting ready to do my first pro wrestling interview and he says, never miss a good opportunity to shut the fuck up.
3: I should have taken
0: that advice 10 minutes ago.
3: Nah, man Tony Khan
0: should have taken that advice at least three years ago like everyone's
3: everyone without ever with the Brad Shepard heat and I'm not selling for any of that minor league shit they're like oh Ben Hamida to AEW confirm you wouldn't want me there because I'd be tap dancing on your phone nobody you (laughs) would never touch that fucking phone again I guarantee you And you'd be getting a Vulcan nerve pinch, probably a finger behind your ear on the pressure point, a pinch on the back of your arm, a dead leg, fucking hauncher on the side for every stupid move you make, because it has to be reinforced with some type of pain that you won't fucking do that shit again, because nobody is stepping up. They've got a legion of guys back there. Why does Arne Anderson not breaking his arm for his own good?
1: Dean Malenko. Uh, another another example. Like oh, there's so many guys thing. backstage. It's like backstage. It's like, what the hell are none of these guys saying anything? Like oh, because they're I mean, bro, no, saying, hey, they're guys, Why don't we not fucking do this? So they're they sharks.
3: Bro. They're, they're sharks. They're just biting they off the carcass. As long as the money comes in, hey, best idea ever, Tony. Having the girls go out, bro, you killed it. Another fucking great one, TK. And meanwhile. <laughs> So they're all for themselves, basically. That, that that's basically it. Welcome yeah. to being a worker, bro. If I was working there, I'd be I I wouldn't I'd probably be there for two days, same as WWE. Because <laughs> oh, I can't stand sit there and be like oh 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 and fucking <laughs> be like yeah that was basis, bro. I'm here for the artwork, the boys in the fucking back, and the girls, and that type of shit is against that. But I to, I haven't been on here with you guys. I want to say thank you. For all the hard work you've done for HMG, Rampage, and covering this show as they expand, I mean, uh, I wouldn't expect you to watch Dark or Elevation or anything like that. I'm not. I mean, oh my that's God, a, that's animal <laughs> bay level torture, and I wouldn't subject you guys to that. But
0: in uh, Jargo, you know, you're the
3: fucking man, bro.
0: I, I appreciate it, Ben. I, I really do. Uh, I, I got to get your thoughts on on one spot tonight. Before I, I let you go and enjoy your whiskey and your new year, I'm and here. I'm fucking, fucking here. I don't give a fuck. The barbed wire <laughs> spot at the finish of this match, yeah, ugh, ugh. um, was uncomfortable. I mean, like when you see like that moonside spot, it was more uncomfortable is when she
3: comes at her and does a split, and the old cha cha yeah. goes right
0: <laughs> fucking tax. <tacks." laughs> yeah, that the the was
3: that? way worse, bro. Yeah.
0: What? Yeah, you got thumbtacks, you got chairs, you got tables, you got brass knucks, you got barbed wire. It's overbooked hell, but the barbed wire wrapped around the arm and then the sleeper put on with the barbed wire on a girl who's just an absolute bloody mess. I I didn't even feel like it presented well. And knowing that it's taped, it wasn't even live. That could have been cut.
3: Right, right. That, that, I mean, that's him being a mark for ECW, Sandman doing it, Foley doing it, even though it wasn't the the fucking, you know, whatever, claw and shit like that, mandible claw. They He wanted that visual. I remember one of my favorite ECW matches where it was an actual feud building up Tommy Dreamer and CW Anderson, and he fucking hooks him in the mouth and then pulls back yep. on it and fucking taps him right there. So, to me, that's Tony's version because Tony's in ECW market. If there's one thing that Tony Khan does do, it's pay respect to the legacy of 90s wrestling. I'll absolutely, put that over. Absolutely. So, absolutely. In, in a girl's way, that's what he was going for. That's, that's where it was. And, but it doesn't matter because we fucking seen them. Like, as soon as they get color, I go, we're fucked. Dude, these <laughs> girls, like, nobody – everybody has a spot on the show. There's Baskin-Robbins 31 Flavors Ice Cream. I'm going to be your fucking patriotic Islamophobist. What are those girls? Yeah, they're, they're the only girl that you want to fuck. And and guess what? Nobody wants to fuck a girl who's covered in blood. <laughs> <So> they, <laughs> Absolutely <they just> not. <laughs> they just took away all of what they are on the show to mark out for a match that got over in a real feud that ended in a, like a ladies hardcore match. You know what I mean? with that. So they're marking out for their own stuff, thinking it's going to work here. It's not working here. And these enough, no, no sh- shame on the girls in the ring. They're doing what they were booked to do and they did it fucking in an extreme level. And it was all wrong. You know what I mean? And it's not their fucking fault, bro. The yeah. fact that nobody stepped up, put him in an old school fucking bend your wrist, big brother, ah, ah, stop, stop to fucking <laughs> tell him no. That's a big problem backstage. And what's his what's the rest of his time being spent on? Well, uh, Big Swole said we're not woke enough, but I'm uh, you know, I'm fucking brown Uh, and so are all these people that won. uh, Go look at the list of people that he put over that were brown and fucking tell me any of them were are over in wrestling. Go to the fucking supermarket tomorrow and go, Hey, do you know Dante Martin and Leo Rush? And do you know Jade Cardill? Nope, never heard of them. Where are they? Are they uh, up front cashing out right now? Because no one (laughs) knows any of these people. Because he doesn't know how to get anyone over and or make stars. And then the stars he brings in get marginalized. Remember when outwork everybody? Christians here Mm, takes Marco's stunt spot. What a dream come true! (laughs)
2: Wow, that's a good point, actually, Ben. (laughs) That's actually a great point.
3: (laughs) Everybody can get fucked is what is my bottom line bro i haven't seen oh, marco's oh, son
0: in a while he can certainly get on um, bro chris what, what what did you make of the women's kevin panetta street fight that we had tonight
1: um okay oh my god uh listen <laughs> like as a as an in-ring like fan right like i'm the guy who likes to watch technical wrestling i'm the guy who likes to see people this was not your match like the, no this was <laughs> this was not for me right but Um, You know, I'm watching it and I'm appreciating that these women are working hard and obviously going through some pain to, to try to put something out there for us. I can appreciate the work that they're doing. But I mean, like Ben said, I'm watching it and just going, this is all wrong. As soon as they were making their entrance and I heard the announcer say, this will be a street fright. I was like, oh, fuck off. This is the dumbest <laughs> fucking shit I ever heard. What do you mean, street fight? First of all, you're going to have a street fight as a tag team match between four women who aren't really tag teams. And, like, what the fuck? Like, just from the very basic, like, premise of all this, I was like, this is fucking dumb. And you know it
3: who's matching? Like, this is how short sighted and how short he says he books long term business. This should have been a fucking build between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, New York versus Chicago all the way till this with mad color on New Year's Eve from November when they first started. So if you book long-term business, you couldn't do even do eight weeks, and now they want to book long-term with NJF and him, and they were calling it off this week after two hot promos. They don't have a clue, bro. This is amateur hour at the Apollo. Get the fucking tap-dancing guy and get the hook. And, and Somebody call hook, not that hook. Another hook and bring these motherfuckers to the back. Sorry to cut you off, Chris, but I know where you're no, at. No, it's right?
1: all good. Hey, if anybody's going to cut me off, and it's Ben Hamine, I'm happy, it's man. It's all much. good.
0: <laughs> it's the equivalent of a virtual five-dollar face slap. You Ben Hameen five dollars. Jimmy T, I know oh, you I'll got at least a twenty-dollar bill in your pocket because five American dollars is the equivalent of twenty down under. What did you make of this women's uh, tag match?
2: Cray, cray, bro. This match was crazy. I was thinking, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? And look, what, what Ben and Chris said was 100% spot on. No doubt about it. I agree 100%. But in saying that, you got to give the girls credit. They worked their asses off yes. for what it was, man. You know well, what I mean? They did not so, work well, their, asses well, well, their asses well, well, off. Their
0: asses were completely intact. Right. We'll talk about <laughs> the Kevin Panetta dollar dollar in a minute.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like I was saying, they did work their asses off. So just for that alone, I'll give them a clap. But this match was wrong. It shouldn't have happened. There was no reason for this match to happen in the first place, like Ben said earlier, and there was no build. So what was the point? You know what I mean? Just to no, get a and it can and clearly smash. be
1: so, and it can clearly be so like emotionally cathartic to have a match like this. Ty Conti afterwards, those were real tears. Like you're not going to yeah, convince definitely. me that she wasn't right. really crying at the end of this match. And you can have a really an incredible cathartic moment at the end of a crazy hardcore match but you have to build to it too because as it is she just had this incredible cathartic ending to this match that nobody gave a shit about nobody's going to remember nobody's going to be thinking about tomorrow Mm. and it's like what a waste
3: i I love what you're saying there because it's the real real and uh you know the the crying might not have been for that when you're picking tax out of your labia that's probably <laughs> a tough day at the office you know go go pull your nuts out and then do a fucking drop on a fucking thing of tax see how that works out. no no, no no but, but here's the biggest way. problem bro as soon as they came back through the fucking curtain everybody's standing there oh my god you guys unbelievable T- running up towels and all this fucking shit on them and checking them like they're Little sis, you killed it. You guys set a new day, like instead of and, and their heads will be up here because they're gassing this. Is the wrestling biz. Really? They just lowered the bar of wrestling two three fucking notches down with that booking and agreeing to do that instead of going time out. I will, will let's do this. Well, let's do this if you want to do this. Let's do this in April, right before WrestleMania, and let's build something that gets us all there not one of those, not one of those four girls said that they just said okay we'll go out and do it cuz it got bred over and we can all get over with this instead of going time out you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i'm not getting color and taking these bumps for no reason that's going to be f- forgotten next week <laughs> and you that's know? the
2: problem and that's exactly the issue yeah. have we seen any blood feuds with the males yet really when you think about it not really exactly None. and it's only the women cody
0: and but, dustin i mean that oh was, yeah that was okay. the last one that, that i was remember. it.
2: that was it but we should be getting a blood feud between mjf and cm punk we should have got one with eddie kingston and cm punk yet we're getting a blood feud between these four women i just think
0: everybody should bled in cm punk i mean at this <laughs> point like
3: <laughs> driving their trucks with a squirt gun that's the fucking mess <laughs> and that's so good
0: Let's talk about the real reason that everybody tunes into this show.
3: I want my motherfucking money. Service is rendered.
1: Fuck a check. Return it to sender. Give me mine and legal tender, Mr. Manager. The venue was filled to capacity. Check the door boss Count my percentage and get that to me. Fuck
0: me. Fuck me on the door and we get all black with Millie's ball caps and Billy's It's all rats for Billy. Fuck me on the door and we get all black with Millie's ball cabs and Billy's It's all rats for really. All right, it's the Kevin Panetta dollar dollar. Uh, guys, I, I I gotta go tonight. I gotta go with Anna J. All the other three girls, they all wore like, you know, shorts to make their ass like they were really going for that last dollar. Anna J. She just wore the jeans and she rocked it. I'm going with Anna J for my dollar dollar this week. Chris is shaking his head. He disagrees. He must think that Tay Conti always wins the dollar dollar.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I. Nobody gets a dollar. Everybody gets fucking slapped in the face for me. I, I don't, I'm not giving anybody an extra dollar. I'm, I'm not fucking any of these four. I'm i I'm taking these four aside and just being like, listen, what are you doing with yourself? Please think about your career choices. <laughs> just, I mean- uh, listen, there are people in wrestling who need this kind of work to, to, to really, you know, pay off to, to really, to really connect with the audience. You know um, mm. we mentioned Eddie Kingston, you know, he's mm. got to have, you know, a certain amount of physicality in his matches in order to really get across. I mean, I know he's great at promos, but in order to really get a match across like you need Eddie Kingston to do some violent stuff. None of these four women need that. And it was just, it's just egregious. It's like, what are you doing? What like, it's not their favorite
3: dream on the show, bro. You're hundred percent right on that, Chris, you're nailing it. They are the fucking tape trader, masturbator, sexual relief. And not yeah. the fucking get hardcore shit, bro. The four wrong
2: women to be in this type of match, man. Yeah. Let alone any woman, really. But they,
0: these four come on. Come on. If yeah, you're I having a that, Kevin Panetta street fight, you gotta have Tay Conti in the street fight. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just the way <laughs> if that it's it goes. a
2: Kevin Panetta street fight.
0: It's yeah. a Kevin Panetta dollar dollar street fight. <laughs> that was the official name of this match. <laughs> 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 oh
3: shit. No? Who's your dollar? Yeah. Who's your dollar on? Who
2: you got your dollar on, Jimmy? I'll probably go with Anna J too, man.
0: Definitely. I'll go Anna ji am going to go. um Latina's do it better, Poppy. Shout out to Facebook user. That's, uh, what's that's, his... It's
3: like vacant when he wins the championship. What's his name from the Acclaim with the, the nut-hunger jeans on the night? <laughs> Max Caster so- gets the Ben Hameen dollar <laughs> yeah, dollar. Dude. And he's on gas, too, by the way. I mean, the guy's forehead's grown three-quarters of an inch in three weeks. (laughs) He's fucking – like, the pants are mad suspect. I know his partner's (laughs) out of the closet. That's cool. But, dude, like, if if Roman Reigns is going to smash, I think he'd probably choose him at this point, dude. You know what I mean? And we are a New Year's Eve smash, so he was ready to go with the nut hoggers on. (laughs) Whatever Whatever this is, is I'm trying to – Try, trying oh, to pretend you're a, you're a tough guy and then you wear women's yoga pants. We're done here.
1: We're done. <laughs> We're done. He literally put oil on his tag team partner last week. So I, I can't take that dude seriously. <laughs> but only in I'm one spot, anyway.
0: which was very awkward to begin <laughs> like with. Like right here. Yeah. Just like yeah. a tiny <laughs> little bit right here. Yeah. Yeah, very Can that. I just
2: say, though, before we continue, Max Caster's uh, rap about MJF, it's called You Are My Sunshine, is a killer track,
3: man. Just Is it. It I got to check it out. I, just t- I was trying to get things uh, fired up from SmackDown uh, re-crap down for 2021. Uh, <laughs> but I just caught the last Ghislaine Maxwell diss. So I, that's one of my favorite parts of the show. And it kills me again where he disses Simone Biles and everyone. Go woke, go broke. Nope. <laughs> Controversy creates cash, motherfuckers. It gets him on TMZ. You lean exactly. into it. You don't water him down. You give him free reign to shoot on Vince, to shoot on Bruce, to shoot on Roman, to shoot on Punk, to shoot on MJF, because his talent level will get you at that. Holy shit, the world is watching and get you on World Star. And then that yes. gives fucking uh, Hit Row something to fire back on. Leo Rush can get a verse in. Oh, here come Migos. No, we, we won't do any of that. We won't do any of that. We'll just fucking. Make everything C plus level and say fuck it, you know. Hey Max, what can
1: you rhyme with Jesse Smollett?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like.
1: Well, didn't he get
2: in trouble for the exact reasons that he mentioned tonight?
3: Well, they, they he's kind of come back off of it a little bit, you know, or like back onto the the hot shit a little bit. But right, right, is Lane Maxwell's easy bait? I didn't hear the first line, so I can't really judge it on that. Did he have something controversial before that?
2: No, well, it was about Simone Biles. Didn't, didn't he get in trouble for mentioning her name in the first place months ago? Well, yeah, but Simone Biles oh, yeah.
0: is, is well, a little bit different situation. No, it well, isn't. Well, that's some bullshit, too. Fuck well, that. No, I, I mean, the, the difference is Simone Biles is beloved. Jelaine Maxwell is about the most hated person on the face of the freaking planet. You can take a oh, shot she's beloved? She, no, she's beloved love
3: by most of the Senate, House of fucking... There is that. Know? Everybody, Hollywood, that that she can run 13-year-old fucking prostitutes to, bro. She's very beloved. There's no doubt about it. All she does is spread love. Why are you hating on me? It's true. Uh, Dude, I know I'm going off here, but this shit in the last four days has just been so... As a producer, as a performer, as a writer and a director, to see a 10-man, a 6-man, a 6-man, and a fucking... Your four hottest chicks getting color, and then you're worried about some fucking affirmative action tweets. We are. Did,
1: did I not say that fuck. on the skirmish, though, Jimmy? Like, yeah, did no, I not did. say, like, what you're the fuck? Why are you
3: Nobody, nobody's you doubting God. that Chris Ams is a genius. <laughs> nobody's not saying that. <laughs> yeah. he's an absolute genius. Well, and the, one of the things that was a lot, one thing that was so <laughs> fucking confusing, confusing to me. <laughs>
0: so next week we have the first tbs dynamite we're gonna have hangman page versus brian danielson for the aew world heavyweight championship and you don't have either guy on rampage or dynamite Dynamite. you just put out a video package promoter of the
2: year jago all right
3: This is hundred and eighteen proof. I was like, I wonder why this shit's so fucking hot, man. i I'm drinking ninety. hundred and eighteen. Damn.
2: <laughs> but but yeah, wow. no problem, no build whatsoever at all to this match, man. And we look. I'm going to call it right now. We're going to get a fuckery finish once again because they've told us we're going to get a fuckery finish because they got judges. So it, you know they're not going to they're going to fucking have another draw by the looks of oh, things. Yeah.
0: Didn't, did didn't they say, do we judges? judges? Let
3: me put this out there. Sorry, Jargo. They fucking, in the SmackDown Live stuff, oh, the AEW Dynamite self-help group, pick your three judges. They wanted uh, uh, fucking RoboCop, uh Urban Myers <laughs> and Gigi, uh gg <laughs> fucking live Morgan's mother. <laughs> oh, God. So oh, I mean, you man. got any anything can come over the top on those. That's that's a pretty strong judge's panel, oh, you know what I mean? That, that's strong. <laughs> I, I, I don't
0: think it goes to judges. I, I I think at some point they're gonna go to didn't they do a match with judges once before, Chris? And they the judges they were there, but they didn't actually come into it
1: uh i don't know if they did that in aew if they did it was something they that did I early on watching. yeah it was early on
3: impact did it as a fucking whole bit for yeah, a while I, mean, right? I remember
1: that i remember impact doing it as like that it was really Corgan's big idea you know it and it was different right it was different but yeah. i don't remember in aew it might have happened pretty early on in one of the pay-per-views
0: or something
3: what do I'm you think, say, Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Shaq? They could go that way if they wanted to. Yeah, Everybody absolutely. Calls.
0: I'm guessing absolutely. they go Mark Henry,
3: mm-hmm. Jerry Lynn, and mm-hmm. Bret Hart. I think, uh, yeah, you could be pretty close on uh, on all those. I think they're going to save Brett for Serena, which I hope. Oh, that, that could be. Oh, that'd be I awesome. I think Martha Hart
1: has a good shot of being in this. <laughs>
3: oh,
2: no, 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 no. That's a good call, Chris, though. But really I can yeah. see
3: it. Yeah, well, I think they'll bring in Martha and Brett with that, and then they're going to put Brett with Serena after. I don't have any inside info or anything, but that's how I would fucking book it down the road, you know? Uh, Which brings us to the main boy. event. Yeah, I, don't now, think,
0: I don't think, I don't think they're going to take Rick a shot on Flair, alone. especially the, the heat that's on Tony Khan from this big swole thing. I don't think there's True. any chance they bring in Ric Flair on Wednesday. True, true. Good point. He brings this heat on himself,
1: though. Like the fact that he reacted yep. the way he did, just Tony, you're a billionaire. Just shut the fuck up. Just
3: shut the it's fuck just up. A mark. Yeah, he should have said shit. He should he should be so reclusive. One interview a month, maybe just to update things. This guy's can't he can't put the phone down, he can't get off these mark podcasts saying shit. It's the worst look possible for an owner where he thinks he's shining. And again, everybody backstage dude, you're killing it patting them on the back and shit. Oh, really? Really? We are? No, we're not. Not even close.
0: Yep. Completely agree. I guess that brings us to the main event as we referred to off the top of the show. This was awesome. Really? (laughs) It, it, It was awesome. Uh, okay. Um, Guys, I was really confused because there was a lot of hype for this week's rampage coming into the show. There was a lot of people that just could not wait for this week's episode, and I thought maybe like this main event was going to be really good because going into the main event, I didn't understand what everybody was so hyped about, and then it was Ethan Page versus Cody Rhodes. I, I, I didn't understand any of this, really. I mean, I, I was very, very confused. Unless we're going to do Men of the Year versus the Rhodes Brothers. Is that uh-huh. what we're leading to here? <laughs> Possibly. Don't be surprised if they do
2: put on that match on Dynamite or some shit. But really, this match wasn't awesome. It was nowhere near far
0: from awesome. It was just a typical Cody Rhodes match, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I feel like, if anything, this is leading to Cody and Brandy versus Paige Van Zant, uh-huh. and somebody from American Top Team. Oh, Please.
2: Please don't let that happen. Maybe uh, what's his name will be in the match.
1: <laughs> I'm uh, listen. I'm gonna give some love to Ethan Page um, before we just completely shit on everything. Um, he or actually, other stuff. than yeah, <laughs> other than them doing wheel kicks at each other, kind of midway through the match, he actually did a pretty good job of selling that knee. There was at least two times where he was in a corner and he went to do a running attack and he stopped himself and limped over to the to the corner instead. Um, I, I, so I'm going to give him a little bit of props, obviously being the Canadian guy. Shout-outs to the dude from The Hammer. Um,
3: <laughs> Shout-out to all the homies up at C4 Wrestling, man. But, uh,
1: but other than that, yeah, no, this was not awesome. Like I said, the only way you get a this is awesome chant out of two heels is book a match in AEW and let it go more than five minutes because you'll get a this is awesome chant. Well, and I felt um, like at some point, gentlemen, are you ready for 2016? Let's count it down. 1. Okay,
3: up, HMG, here's to the East Coast. <laughs> Man. Mike Jargo, Jimmy Jam, and my man Chris Ams. I mean, Media Group, you know how we do it, man. Big up yourself. Happy New
2: Year, guys. I know you used to in central time. I'm in the future in 2022. And now Bin has joined me also in the future. So guys, I'm happy to get into 2022, guys. Come on. It's nice happy huh? New Year, yeah, to your friends. No doubt. Damn, I wish I had some whiskey, damn it.
3: <laughs> ah, massive love and respect to all the fucking producers and hosts here at HMG, man. Sorry to I know I'm running on of your show and stepping on everybody's shit. oh no, man. I pay for the silly. space. You're the boss. You have the ability to do that, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm glad you're on actually because it's perfect timing that you've actually jumped in. And plus, man you can jump in whenever you feel like it being come on now
3: we you guys, guys are doing that job, man i love that you saw a spot to get yourselves in and you've been doing great work i see everything i just can't always i'm so fucking busy non-stop guys you know it and i'm not trying to put myself over and then that, that, just to know wow. that i got a solid community behind me that's got our back that wants to produce and wants to fucking create something that's a beautiful thing man i, I that's uh, an artist community is what i love and that's what you guys are fucking doing, man. So you guys have carved out your niche and you got your fucking real estate. Grow that. Grow whatever you want on your farmland. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Thank you, man. That means a lot. I'm sure with all of us, you
2: know what I mean? So, Ben, I mean, that's an honor, bro. So, thank you once We
3: again. got motherfuckers from New York to Pennsylvania to fucking <laughs> Iowa to Florida to Australia. Australia. Yeah. This is how the internet should be fucking used for common Absolutely. love of whatever your passion is and to come sure, together. Man. And, sure, there's going to be bullshit along the way, but at the end of the day, it's phony fucking wrestling, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, man. Well, I, I'm glad
0: that Ben's here because there was something that happened in this main event that I wanted to ask him about as mm. the only one of us that's ever been inside the ring. I felt like Cody called an audible here. Because it's it. it seemed to me when Cody came out and got booed out of Jacksonville so damn hard he almost ended up in Miami. <laughs> he told Ethan Page, "I'm working heel and you're working baby." And when when you talk about you know the way that Ethan Page was selling that knee, I really felt like Ethan Page was working babyface in this match,
3: and sure. I cannot believe that was the plan going in. It's an interesting and a great point, Jargo. Absolutely. And a great point about Ethan Page, two Canadian guys I, I've worked up there. And, dude, it's fun, man. It's like going back to WWE 94. It's a very different feel. For, I've, I've worked in the South, Chicago fucking against guys that are monsters who really beat the shit out of you. And you're like, what the fuck? East Coast fucking ECW fans, which is a different vibe altogether. But when it comes to Ethan Page, work ethic. Got himself in incredible shape. Definitely. Does fucking martial arts for real. Can do the comedy side. Has leading man good looks. But in this spot where he's with American Top Team as a heel and Cody's a more over guy, he can switch because Dan Lambert's promos are so entertaining even though they're heel. Yep. He can fucking be that guy. Not a lot of performers are can do that. Only veterans. And this guy is one of those guys who was waiting a long time for his shot, got into impact and did great things with Josh Alexander and got over, then split up and kind of in the wind, but made himself, and they're still not over. The, the, the real shine is on Dan Lambert. It's not on men of the year, and that's a problem. And Scorpio's He's kind done. of a natural baby face, so making him a heel – goes against the grain, but whatever. I feel
0: like I feel like both of those guys, like if there's two guys in AEW that you can send out there and flip the script on in the middle of a match, it's yeah. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. I think they're I two of the I best agree. workers in the company.
3: I I agree with that. Why? Because they put in the ten thousand hours. Absolutely. And they and they can do that. And and the and seventy percent of your roster is about. 2000 hours and that's why you do little (laughs) tweets of they weren't good enough (laughs) i'm smart enough and gosh darn it people like people like Uh, (laughs) uh, uh yeah ethan page can switch on a dime and be fluid to the fact of cody is in this weird spot where i'm not triple h but i am triple h and you want to hate me and love me <laughs> yep. at the same time. And some do and some don't look at my neck tattoo, yada, yada, right? Like there's heat and all that shit. So him acting like a baby face and wanting to sell it on the crowd and that smart, Mark crowd goes, fuck you. Doesn't matter. We're getting a reaction. That's the number one fucking thing. That's so true. the audible on the fly was probably called in the back of like, let's feel it out there. And you can't just say that to a fucking amateur guy who's got to go, duck one, back elbow, suplex, kick out, fuck, come back, that that Like, there's so many indie guys, that's all they know. They don't know how to call it and feel it out there where you have to stop. And Cody was doing that, stopping, looking at the crowd, and being like, that moment when he stops and isn't doing offense is getting a way bigger reaction than any bullshit that you're going to fucking hit him with. So when he goes to work, heat on Ethan Page's knee. That's where you know he's a heel, even though he's a baby. Because if you're working heat, where you're pulling the knee brace down,
0: there's that's
3: no about it. Wrestling psychology-wise, right? So I kind—I mean, here's the problem, though. You know, based on the basicness of how they book, Cody's going over. Strangler Steve was in the chat room, thankfully, uh, uh, randomly when we were watching the show. And he goes, I would have booked I go booked him to lose right there. I go, I know you would have strangled because you fucking get it. You have him take the title off Sammy because of whatever, whoever he's fucking. He, I don't give a shit. They're 24-year-olds. I agree. They do. And
0: Absolutely. then you
3: put it on Cody, but you don't go with like, okay, Cody's over. So, you know, he's keeping it, which is what we got tonight. Turn around and drop it again right there with Ethan yeah. Page. You got Dan Lambert. You got Dustin have Dustin run in or, or Brandy run in after the heat from dynamite and, and him and or her and Lambert get into it. Here comes Dustin. They take him out with a fucking dive. Scorpio sky slides in hits Cody with something here. It comes big fucking ninja kick and then <laughs> men of the year go over. Cause you haven't put any spotlight on them at that, all. Oh my God. What the fuck moment lose the title Chris or win the title Christmas lose it. New years. Now we've got something that's mm, so delicious and juicy like Ty Connie's booty, but we're not (laughs) eating that. We're not eating any of that. We're just getting (laughs) Cody's more over. Of course he's going over. We haven't put spotlight on these guys how we should have. So, you know, the finish already. Now here it is. What kind of wrestling show is that? That doesn't take your audience on a ride where, they're at the end of the roller coaster, and they think they're pulling in. But, whoa, there's one more big loop <laughs> to loop before we get there. They missed yeah, all that. It's just the same fucking, we see it coming. Oh, we got it. Okay, I guess it was all right. And that's why your show is C-plus at best.
0: And I, Please, hate I oh, hated sorry, the, Please. Dust, Please. I hated the Dustin spot because the Dustin spot, when he comes out and runs off Scorpio,
3: flips the script again. <sighs> right. Right, that's the baby running to fucking cut off the heels to do that, but then he's healing out in the ring. And the other thing is he gets heat on Scorpio, shit cans him over the fucking barricade, (laughs) and Scorpio goes, watch how athletic I am while I'm on the cell. Lands perfectly. You know, like, no, dude, you got to look sloppy sometimes, especially when you're on the cell with that stuff. And I'm not trying to shit on Scorpio Sky because he can do a thousand things I can't do in the ring, but I can do one or two that are the most essential that he's not doing. I, I, I still think
0: Scorpio is the most underrated talent in all of AEW. Hey, time. how's that
3: brass ring working out for you that you climb the ladder for? Is that going good? Does <laughs> it like the hedgehog oh, ring? Dude, <laughs> the, he, he climbed the brass. Like we're doing the <laughs> yeah. big rib on Vince, right? right. The <laughs> ring and then turns heel two weeks later because they didn't oh, have no. any plan for him whatsoever. That stupid, well, that, man. That, we that, that's be because clearly bad. the company is racist, man. Didn't you yeah, read the tweet? Well, aren't we all? aren't we all yeah.
2: <laughs> and see don't talk logic ben i mean seriously please because yeah, clearly and- tk does not have any freaking logical sense about wrestling 101 you know what i mean because it's as simple yeah. as that
3: it's all hypocrisy bro you're right on it you want to do speaking out or, and and me too and and all that movement but then you're going to hire Jay lethal oh okay yeah. Bro, no hypocrisy well, there, bro. No, no. We'll, we'll say we'll say goodbye to Jimmy Havoc and everybody else, but this guy can come in. Oh, Moxley goes to rehab. You know what? We should get Jeff Hardy. <laughs> okay. okay. Everybody's killing it out here. Killing oh, it everybody. Man. Well, I'm, you know, Amore. I'm things, getting on the phone. Go there for were it, two
1: has been um yeah there were two things been like from what you're mentioning about like what they should have done in the in this booking that could have been surprising right there were two yeah. things from monday nitro that i think uh sort of got left behind with monday nitro and that was when they went to commercials they would always say um if the match ends in the commercial we'll have oh. it when you come back okay and chris sams is a tagline, fucking brilliant
3: mind you guys listen to this guy go ahead 100
1: line was Anything can happen on Monday Nitro, and they did things to make you believe that too. They would switch belts um, that it didn't seem like they were going to. They would, they would change things in the middle of an angle where some guy was the, the U.S. champion, and like two weeks later, they were going to go into the pay-per-view with it, and then they lost it. And they would do things like that. And sometimes, you know, if you, if you overdo it, then you've overdone it, right? I mean, you know that. We all know that in wrestling. If you overdo yeah. anything, it, you, you water it down. Sure. But Nitro had this way of surprising you. So you had to watch it every week. Whereas with AEW, you can kind of look on the, on the sheet and you can be like, oh, this match is happening. And you know who's, who's winning bad what and match and what they doing because the they're November not really going to shock you.
3: The November shows, three out of the four, you could look at the entire card, and before anybody even fucking the second guy made their entrance, you knew who was going over. You have got great points, Chris. I love what you're saying right here. And I forgot about the Nitro would do that. The little Russo swerve mixed in, but they were doing that before he was there, and that's smart. Let me go back to Strangler Steve in the, in the self-help group tonight with with that swerve of, of you know, I I'd put him over – instead out of nowhere, that's, what's going to get people talking that the fact that you have the belt doesn't mean you're over belts are props. They are props to help get guys over who fucking need a heel and to believe in that. But the, they're also the catalyst when you lose for a guy to fucking go on a whole nother journey that we're going to be invested in. It's just the, it's just the drop of the pebble in the pond. And we're not getting any of that uh, you know, across in any of these decisions because politics, whatever fucking bullshit of the packing order that you know is going to be, they just play to it. Instead of going, we know the operant conditioning of our smart fans who think that they're going to go over, let's pull that rug out from underneath them and give them the, ooh, I wasn't expecting that. When have you gotten that feeling from wrestling in the last 20 years? Not much, bro. Not much for me. I when I sat down and
0: interviewed Eric Bischoff, it was got a little over three years. Listen ago. to him put
3: himself over. I know, I know right? <laughs> I'm doing
0: the good old Barry. <laughs> but Bischoff told me that the secret to Monday Nitro was one and a half things. When they would go into the creative meeting, they would always want one and a half things. You're doing one thing on the show, and then you're planting the seeds for well, something well. else on the show dynamite's just doing too goddamn much shit i mean like it it is there's so much packed into even this hour of rampage let alone what they do on dynamite i can't retain anything they must have advertised at least four different shows tonight between battle of the belts and the first dynamite and what's coming up at revolution and it's just too much just give me one and a half thanks That's all I need. Then I actually have something I can grab onto and say, this is what happened on the show this week, and this is what I'm going to talk to my friends about. There's just too damn much shit going on on the show.
3: I got to say this. Cody is good. I just don't like the three amigos thing at the end because he's hitting them with it, which is a knockout move. And then he's picking them up. And then Ethan Page is shuffling his feet to get it in position. He was just knocked out fucking half a second ago. But I got to get my shit in, bro. Boom, hit him again. Then he hooks him for the fucking, what is it, Tiger Driver 2001 or whatever? (laughs) 98, but close enough. Wrong, Wrong, wrong. He hooks them, butterfly hooks them. What should he hit him with right there? The
0: fucking pedigree.
3: Just hit the pedigree. I watch these Absolutely. fucking buses come. I, I lived in Chicago for six years, right? And there's nothing worse when you're standing on the fucking Lakeshore Drive. It's negative 17. Your eyebrow sockets are frozen, like, in a fucking weird way. You're like, this is <laughs> a great time for everybody. Hey, here comes my bus. Off the fucking bus goes, and you're there for another eight minutes waiting for the next bus that might be yours, right? That's exactly but it how, won't be. It won't be, won't be the 36 Broadway. You no know? fucking uh I, I watch these buses come, dude. Okay, boom, boom, hits him with the Eddie Guerrero fucking amigo shit. But it's his own, so he's paying tribute. Good artists create great artists, steal and make it their own. He's doing that. I'm down with it. Hooks him for the fuck you triple H. Are we gonna get the fuck you triple H because the crowd would go nuts because we're right on the cusp of him trying to play baby and say yep. he's not game and then he does games finish as a fuck you to him, but at the same time he's slowly becoming Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader, <laughs> yeah. right? And and we're and we're just fucking missing that bus. Like that whole that spot when he hooked him, he should have fucking boom, boom on the Cody shit, brought him up. Had them between the knees, like hook them in, right? Look, look, hook the butterflies, or hook the butterflies, look, look, like fuck you, I'm doing the Triple H. The crowd would have gone nuts before the move even happened. Hit them with it, boom, fold them, and that's it. A way bigger finish than... Japanese super bullshit in New Japan. This is what Okada did to fucking yep. Toshihani fucking Yokozuna oh, back in fucking 86. Fuck that, dude. The bus comes. You're like, oh, it's my Yeah, There it goes. All right. Good show, everybody. Get fucked. Okay. Yep. That's especially that. especially when
0: he's used the Tiger driver hmm. before. Like, it's the same setup. So all you're exactly right, Ben. All you have to do is hook him, look both ways, and then just fucking pedigree him. And it would be deafening silence before the people just erupted in booze as they process what
3: just happened. The the, the heat isn't even on the impact or the one, two, three. The heat is on the hook. On the
2: move. And the hook, Hook.
3: yeah. And you got him, and we missed it. And And how nobody is – and, like, dude, I came up with Cody, bro. I fucking was in the locker room with him for two years every fucking day. You know? He knows. I know he knows. And I know his – and I consider his brother the greatest character fucking gimmick of all time who played at the highest levels from quoting silver screen 1940s movies to playing ooh, ooh, ooh fucking electrocuted (laughs) you know what i mean with all that that the fucking tourette shit that's a huge like wide berth that that guy can produce great content in and i know his brother knows it and when we miss those moments dude that is like a straight up right in my neck bro every time like an arrow out of nowhere that's what kills this art form when we have a beautiful moment and we don't do we go Fuck that. Get my shit in. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Oh, he could have out. even
2: he could have even teased it by pretending to do the Tiger Driver and then putting him back down and then do the pedigree. You know what I mean? Beautiful. But, Beautiful could have had that rhythm but, there. But he didn't. And like you said, I'm pretty sure he knows. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Because look at his shirt.
0: Yeah, look he's, at the t shirt. That's right. all that's all it's not like yeah. he's trying to sell that t shirt because ain't nobody buying that fucking t shirt. Ain't nobody buying that. That's there for a no. statement.
3: And it should be. I mean, a lot of a lot of fucking shirts on even my pro wrestling tee store, nobody's buying yep. them. They're there for a state. They're fucking yep. priced 1984 for a reason. <laughs> okay? Yep. Not 1999, 1984. Get with the program. Yep. Play yep. If you're going to play Absolutely. on the highest level most of the time, you can't have a fucking low-level get-your-shit-in choice like that when you have a beautiful moment that just passes by, bro. We all feel that. When we say the psychology of wrestling, a lot of fans don't understand what that means. They might think they do, but they don't. That moment was a perfect example of where you could have capitalized on the psychology of wrestling, of in hooking a guy's arms, you're saying a huge statement about 20 years of wrestling politics. Nobody has to say a word. Del Close said the best acting we do is when we say nothing at all. And there was that moment, and... We didn't fucking do shit with it, bro. That kills me. Instead, we're gonna
1: bring in an actual golden shovel in the hardcore match, (laughs) yeah, to to play to it, right? Look at the golden shovel,
3: everybody. But that that setup where in the hardcore match, I was like, What the fuck is he doing these bits for? Right? If he would have done that finish in this match, yeah, retroactively all that would have made sense would have meant fucking way more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. All the way to breaking the throne and kills all me. of it kills me, bro. As an artist in this shit, when I see that stuff, it's just like serving somebody a birthday cake with no icing on it. Oh, thank you. Sweet. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. It's fucking true, man. Spot on. The man is right.
0: The man is right. That's why we work for him because we always oh. learn something when we hang out with the Ayatollah himself, Bin Hamin, with
3: the run in. Yes, man. You guys, you guys earn. I'm not saying you earned my time, but I saw you guys on here. The show was hot and I haven't been on here yet. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you. And I thank you for your time and producing content for all of HMG channel attitude subscribers, man. You guys are doing a kick-ass job and I, I tip my hat to you, man. I, I really thank you and appreciate all you guys. We appreciate you, it as well. Bit, go ahead, plug the
0: socials, plug uh, channel attitude, the brand, everything you got going on.
3: Yeah, you guys know where it is. You want the promos, the red hot. I'll drink some more of this hot whiskey. Cut a promo on you at cameo.com slash Ben. I mean, if you want your information hacked, go to pro dot slash Ben. I mean, doesn't matter. They've been sending me your phone number and addresses. Every time you make an order, I know exactly where you live. I could call you anytime <laughs> I want to. So it's easy to get all your info, you infidels. But uh, go over there. If you want the hottest shirts that are going to make your aunt Karen go, what is that you're wearing? Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> Uh, you know, 2022. it's what we're here to do, man. Uh, everything's going down at channelattitude.com for the hottest shows Friday locker room this week, Ben Hamin and Vince Russo for the first time on FLR, a great time. And I'm hoping F have Strangler Steve, uh, come on the Monday locker room this week, hopefully, but, uh, man, everybody's just really doing a great job, even though, we're always dealing with some Mark bullshit on the side, but it wouldn't be wrestling if we weren't, man. That's just how it is. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, 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 an interesting year, you know, and uh, I think we got a solid foundation for our own thing. 2022, free side, paid side. You Appreciate you guys sticking with us because uh, it's content creators and the best will always find each other. And that's exactly what you have here on the Rampage Review, you guys absolutely chris ams feed them
0: no bs tell the people how to keep up with you uh yeah right now you
1: can find me over at over on twitter it's at chris ams one that's the number one uh right now that's the only place you can find me because once again (laughs) um you know i'm serving a 30-day ban for sharing a picture of my daughters playing on the beach fuck you zuckerberg
3: you asshole.
0: If they would have gotten color,
3: they could have been on the fucking show tonight.
0: <laughs> the GAG from the PWC, my uh, man, Jimmy T. Tell the people how to keep up with you.
2: Well, you can find me on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network. So, yeah. And please like and subscribe right here at Hamir me, Media Group. That's right, Ben. <laughs> and also at, at markmedia.com.
0: Well, it is now twelve twenty three on the East Coast, so it is officially twenty twenty two where the Ayatollah himself resides. So uh, I'm I'm going to drop a little bit of a, a bomb here too. Um, you may see where Jimmy T and Chris Ames are running solo for a chunk of the beginning part of twenty twenty two. Um, Just the other day, I had my first interview with Fox Broadcasting based out of Tempe, Arizona. And uh, it's looking like it's very possible in the next six weeks, I will be relocating and going to hang out with Matt in the desert. Oh, so uh, that that is a very, very feasible possibility at this point. Keep your fingers and your toes crossed. Get me the fuck out of Iowa where there's going to be 10 <laughs> inches of snow and 30 below zero. I'd much rather be in, in Tempe. I'm, I'm just saying. So keep up with me across social media platforms at NotJargo and also a new episode of Destiny. Fino previewing Wrestle Kingdom coming out tomorrow, January 1st, 2022. Getting you ready for the two nights in the Tokyo Dome. We will be right back here next week. For Rampage Uncaged, brought to you by the Hamine Media Group, ChannelAttitude.com. For the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hamine, the G-A-G from the P-W-C, Jimmy T, and the man with no BS, that's Chris Ams1 on Twitter. I am Dr. Jargo, P-H-D, and I will catch you next week for an all-new episode of Rampage Uncaged. We're off like a prom dress. See ya! Peace.